We're talking latest market news with Chris Vermulen, Chief Market Strategist at thetechnicaltraders.com. Chris, welcome back. Every time I have you back, gold is down. This is not by design, of course. This is just the way it is. I mean, this is we're in a bear yeah. market. Um, or are we in a bear market? I jumped the gun there. Could you characterize this as a bear market? What are we in, Chris? Um, you, you could argue kind of gold is in a little bit of a bear market. I mean, we've had a pretty significant pullback from the highs. Prices under the 200-day uh, moving average kind of had that uh, that bearish cross where the 50-day the crossed below the, the green 200-day moving average. Uh, so, yeah, you could argue we're in a, I wouldn't really say it's a bear market. I actually think we're, we're in a major cyclical, like a bull market here, a major commodity bull market. But this is a, a big pullback and a pause within it. Like When you look at this chart that we can see here, this is a very strong pattern. It's actually called a bull flag. And more or less, we've seen this massive run to the upside. And now it's flagging down against the trend. And this is what we really want to see. Uh, Eventually, it should resolve and start to break to the upside and, and have a much higher uh, price forward uh, going forward. So I like this pattern. I still think there's a little bit of weakness in the precious metals sector. It's not over yet, uh, especially if we see the stock market um, rally to new highs. I think that's going to keep people's money flowing into equities versus kind of the defensive precious metals sector. But overall, long term, I'm very bullish on gold. Short term, I think it's got a lot of work to do to break out of this downtrend and start to move higher. Okay, when you say long term, like what what do you mean by that? How long is that uh, time horizon for you, and how would you read that just by looking at your chart? Right. So long long term, this is a this is a big bull market pattern. This has taken years to build this base. Uh, we've rallied for you know um, uh, one two years. We're in this first major major pullback. Uh, more or less, this was mm -hmm. a a one, two, two and a half year rally to get to where we are. If this unfolds, we're looking at at least another two and a half years, probably to uh, to the upside. So I think this is a long-term pattern. To me, that's long-term. Anything a year or longer, uh, I almost look at it kind of like options. It's like a leap. It's anything over 12, 12 months is a long-term trade, uh, an investment. So I think over the next two, two and a half years, we could see gold you know, rally up to the $2,600 level. Uh, based on technical analysis, that's kind of the first major resistance area. Uh, I think it could go potentially a lot higher, but that's where the chart and this pattern is pointing to is $2,600 an ounce over the next two uh, years for gold. Okay, $2,600 an ounce for the next two years. Now, this chart pattern, that the way you're reading that, that could be applied to any asset, right? If I, if I give you the exact same chart and that happened to be, let's say, for another stock, you would still say it's bullish long term? Yep, exactly. Yeah, just like that game you and I played last time we were on. Uh, uh, when I'm trading the charts, it doesn't matter if it's a one minute or a monthly chart. They're all, all the patterns are the same. It's just knowing um, kind of the time frames. Day trading is a little different. You got to get out at different times of the day. There's turning points in the day. So a chart pattern is a chart pattern. doesn't matter the time frame. You, uh, you, you trade it the same way. Okay. And when you look at gold in particular, do you look at any other macro variables that may have an impact? I don't. I, I look at just the price action. I used to do fundamentals and, and look at all the economic data, uh, but you only have to go through one or two bear markets and realize, you know, stocks or companies or, or, or when the market is favorable for stocks, it's, they can still collapse. And so I totally gave up on fundamentals a long time ago, um, simply because 
they, they don't, for me, they don't play out. I like to follow price. It's the only way we get paid as a trader or an investor is price has to go in our favor. It doesn't matter if the news is good or bad. It's just the price. So that's hundred percent what I follow. And you'll, you'll realize like the news typically follows price. There's a big kind of disconnect between news and price, uh, in, in general, sometimes months uh, off. So I like to just follow price cause it's like real time data. It's real time profit and loss. It's the current trend and that's what I like to focus on, not economic data that's delayed weeks or months and people are forecasting it. And I think the forecasts are fudged to try and make numbers feel not so bad. So, I mean, I, I, I just don't give in to any fundamental or news. <laughs> right, so when you're, okay, so based on your experience looking at gold, what is the average daily volatility of gold? Is that something you've um, looked at? What do you mean in terms of volatility? Like um, just daily price? How much price does it things? usually move on a daily price? Yeah, on, on the price on a daily basis, does it move usually one to two percent? Like, what's the medium movement there on a daily yeah. basis? Because yeah, the reason I ask is because we're down zero point six percent today, and I like to know whether or not that's a significant move for gold based on purely price movement in the last uh, couple of years you've looked at. Right. So the best way to just get a feel for it is uh, because we're in a downtrend typically volatility is a little higher. You're going to notice the red bars are a lot longer than the green bars, which means, you know, when price falls, it falls usually four to seven times faster than it rises, which is why it's really tough. It's important to manage positions. If something starts to go sideways or, or looks like it's about to roll over, you're better to get out because these red bars, if you look how long these red bars are, uh, typically they're, they're a lot longer than these little green sideways bars. Now, when you look at today where this we're just this tiny little red bar. This is average. Usually we see like a quarter percent or half a percent move in gold. And today we're down, you know, only about a half a percent. So this red bar is tip is, is typical price range. It's actually a half percent is a pretty decent move for gold. Uh, because we're in a downtrend, we do get some of these larger bars. But um, mm -hmm. if we go back in time here. So you're saying today's move downward is not even that significant compared to what we've seen in the last couple of months? Right, it's nothing. It's very low volatility. Gold down half percent is is nothing. When it's when it's over one percent, that's when I start to actually look at it and uh, and see what's going on. One percent for gold is significant. Anything over two percent for silver uh, is something to start looking at. But uh, mm -hmm. other than that, gold is very low volatility. I mean, it usually moves like a quarter percent, maybe half a percent. Um, it's going to have the occasional big red bar, but that's uh, because we're in a downtrend. Uh, but overall, yeah. it's a very narrow range. Low volatility. It, it, it's a good point you brought up because uh, gold investors they get they get worried when things move down two three percent. Of course, in some other assets, two three percent is a uh, is nothing really. It's a day in the you know another day in the office really. For exactly. gold, it's significant. When when you do see a big red bar though, Chris, what's your immediate reaction for gold? At least um, do 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 you just wait on the sidelines for it to recover? Where is this a buying opportunity for you, or perhaps you like to sell on the momentum? Downward, what's your play usually? It depends on the strategy. My main strategy, I'm more of a swing and position trader now because it's um, it's not as active. Um, when when we have a big red bar down on gold, I typically look around to see where that money is going. So typically when we got a big down day in gold, it's actually fear in the stock market. We're actually seeing people sell stocks. And when they're selling stocks and there's fear, they, they typically sell gold as well. Uh, it gets pulled down. and. Um, typically, if I see the stock market collapse or, or sell off, say, say the stock market falls 2%, and then I look and we look over at gold and it's fallen 1% or more, 
then I know there's actual real fear in the stock market because gold will do well when people are nervous, but when there's fear, they, they liquidate uh, all their positions, including gold. So when you see the stock market fall, you see gold fall dramatically as well. You know, there's actually panic in the market and panic is what we're looking for for market bottoms and, and to see a, a bottom put in place for the stock market when, I, when we're looking at it. So okay. we want to like buy into fear, prepare to, to get long stocks. When we see the stock market fall, we see panic selling in the stock market. We see gold collapse. Um, so I don't look to trade or take advantage of falling gold prices. It's in a major bull market. I don't really want to bet against it. I'm waiting for price to turn around, start to turn higher and make a series of higher highs and higher lows. And then I'll start to get interested in, um, in gold and in miners. I mean, the gold miner chart I could pull up, I could show you. It's starting yeah, to show please. signs of life. If we take a look at the GDX, it's uh, usually leads the price of gold. And you can see here, let me zoom out a little bit. That's what Here's I've heard as well, that gold miners typically lead, uh, lead gold. Tell us about the pattern that you would see. You talked about a reversal. Tell, tell us about the um, pattern for reversal that you would be watching out for and what that would look like. Um, okay, so in the stock market, let me just fix this chart here. Uh, so yeah, for the gold miners. Yeah, let me just uh, pull up, pull up the SP five hundred. If we take a look, um, I, I'm not sure if gold if gold sold off. I have to take a quick look here. But more or less, we saw two big days of selling in the stock market last week, Thursday, Friday. Uh, if we go over to um, the VIX real quick. We saw the VIX spike up. It spiked up over 12%, 13% from the lows. So there's some fear in the stock market when the VIX spikes. It wasn't a huge spike, but it was still a spike in the VIX. And then um, we could go look over at gold. And gold ended up having, it doesn't look like a whole lot, but gold rallied up. You can't see that wick. And then it sold down and closed near the lows. The next day it, it, it had some pretty good volatility. Uh, it's just a sign that, when we start to see the stock market sell off and we see gold and silver and miners sell off as well, uh, typically it's just a sign, like this isn't a perfect example, but we're looking for them to all collapse and, and, and sell off together. Uh, and that's the sign of a bottom. Um, I'd have to fish around for, for the last one on the chart, but uh, more or less, if we go back to gold miners real okay. quick here, I'll just show you what I wanted to uh, share. So gold miners are in this very clear down channel. If I just kind of, kind of lock the price in between this channel. We can grab these lows. It's channeling its way lower and it's worked its way to the upper end here, the 50%, 50 day moving average. And if we zoom into the price action, uh, if this can start to break above this yellow kind of falling trend line, uh, I think we, we could be at the start of a new significant move. So they've been holding up really good. Gold miners have had a very nice run actually. If you look at these lows, uh, we've seen, you know, 11% move in gold miners. Um, well, you know, they're leading. They've got a very strong chart pattern here. I think we could see them start to break out and, and move higher. Now, we still have to clear this 200-day moving average, this green line. This is a very important level. Um, gold miners are still below it. Um, gold, if we look at the gold chart real quick, is clearly below the green line as well. Um, and then when we look over at silver, silver's got a much stronger chart where it's kind of put in a little kind of a rounding base. It's trading sideways. It's above the 200-day moving average. It's actually making doing the opposite of gold. It's making a series of, of higher lows. Right. It's making a series of higher highs. It's above the 200-day. So I like silver. 
I still think short term gold and silver have a little bit of weakness uh, within them. We've got this drop and a bear flag, and then we had some more of that drop right down to a support trend line. And now we're, we formed another drop and a bear flag. So silver could still continue. The last time we talked, I talked about $24, potentially $23 silver. And I still think that is really viable. And because I think we got a new kind of stock market uh, a rally about to start going into April, I think April could be a big turnaround for stocks, but I think we could rally into there. And if the stocks rally, we're probably going to see money flow out of the precious metals sector some more, shake things up, put everyone into a panic for the precious metals, and, and then they'll put in a bottom probably in April. So it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Short term, I'm bearish on gold, silver, and, and miners at this point because they're all in a downtrend with short term bearish patterns. Uh, but overall, I do think they're going to do really well, uh, probably uh, in April, late April, I think they could come to life and start to lead the market, which is okay. what we see gold and silver do just before a market correction. All right, let's talk about uh, stocks in just a minute and that rebound you're talking about. But first, uh, for those of us at home who are watching who don't have the uh, te uh, technical chart tools that you're using, Chris, can you just give us levels for what you're looking for? Because you're talking about um, move movements up to support lines and uh, just give yep. us levels for the GDX, silver and gold. Key support sure. levels that uh, would indicate to you a rebound. How right. much further okay. do we have left to fall is what, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, okay. So a uh, long story short is right now, the price of silver uh, on the continuous contract is $25.75. I think it could still fall another 5 to 10% potentially. And that would be a very good level. So we're looking at um, $23 or $24 on silver. To me, is a screaming buy. As a long-term investor, I also think it should be a swing trade low where it's going to have a bounce and a rally, potentially back up to the 28, um, 28 or 30 level. So that's what we're looking for on silver, 23, 24. If we look over at gold, gold has still got a little bit uh, of some work to do here. I think gold could still come actually all the way down to the um, 1640 and potentially the 1600 level, which is quite a ways away. Gold is definitely out of favor. It's a weaker of the metals. Uh, I think it has still some more downside potential, but when we start to break above 1800 on gold on the upside, I think that's gonna be uh, a strong level where it's, it's shifting its momentum to the upside. If gold gets up there, we're probably gonna see gold miners have already broken out and they're, they're leading the market. And that'll be a really good sign for gold itself. We wanna see the gold miners lead the way and then gold will typically get dragged up or follow up behind it. So uh, gold miners uh, and silver miners are kind of keep your eye on, and then the physical bullion price will usually move up after the miners there. So 10% drop. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we, look at GD, if we look at GDX, we really want to see it, you know, above, probably above 3550 um, to, to really kind of break to this upside and, and give us... Uh, a new, a new high and uh, momentum to the upside. So uh, I think GDX could still fall all the way down to roughly 30, um, potentially even um, a $29 area. So there's still a lot of volatility. I mean, they're all in, they're all in kind of a downtrend. The odds are they're okay. going to actually go lower from here. And that's why I'm bearish right. short term uh, going forward. All right. Okay. Now uh, let's finish with the stock market. Last time you said uh, on the show a couple of weeks ago, you were bearish. You said that stock markets could see a breakdown. Now, mm. um, we haven't seen the breakdown yet, but you're saying that 
it could happen in April? Yeah, so looking at, at, at uh, there's a bunch of different types of technical analysis without getting into the details, GAN and Fibonacci arcs and all kinds of things like this. Uh, they, they, they show us cycles in the market. They give us timing of how long patterns should play out. And, and overall, I did some analysis uh, months ago. We posted something saying, you know, April is when we're looking at potentially a more significant pullback in the stock market, very similar to what we saw over here in September, October of last year, where the market finally reached a peak, it reversed and then chopped around for, you know, two and a half months. I think that could be what could happen going forward into April. I mean, that'll bring us somewhere over into here. So this stock market, I think, is going to continue to grind. I think the SP 500 is trying to get to that $4,000 uh, mark on the upside. I think we're going to see this continue to kind of grind around. I think a lot of the upside in the stock market, though, is done. I think the key here is to be in the market leaders. The stock market could struggle and chop and kind of grind sideways or higher over the next two or three months. Uh, and the market leaders should continue to move higher. So the key is to be in the right sectors going forward, because okay. uh, even when the stock market goes sideways or down, the leading sectors will uh, can usually continue to rally and hit all time highs because the market always, always has money flowing into it. So you wanna make sure you're into those sectors where that money is flowing in day in and day out on average. Don't tease us, Chris, What's, what are these leading sectors? <laughs> All right, well, I like, I like the energy sector, uh, like the oil energy sector. Um, we saw some pretty big moves uh, in, um, in oil. Uh, obviously, oil's been on a tear. If we look at oil, the trend has been significantly to the upside. It's showing some volatility, but when we look at the oil sector stocks in general, they are performing exceptionally well. They're leading the market higher. Um, uh, so really, you want to look at like XLE or anything related to the oil energy sector. Uh, also like the retail sector, which is, you know, very heavily weighted with uh, GME, uh, obviously with the price of it really skyrocketing. Um, if we if we take a look at, um, let's, let's pull. Wait, are you, are you suggesting GME pulled up the whole retail sector? It did, yeah. It's like, uh, it was like 5% <laughs> of the index. I think it's like 12% of the index now. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, so this huge spike in the, the whole retail sector was, you know, a big part of it was GME. And then wow. of course it had another big pop and it pulled up, but this is a very, very bullish uh, chart pattern uh, still. I mean, uh, it's rallied up, it's flagging down. Uh, it's a bull flag. The trend is up. All the moving averages are sloping up. So the retail sector is doing really well. It carries a little more risk because one stock is very, very heavily weighted uh, and can yeah, control it, but it is a leading sector um, going forward. So I, I like those two plays. I think they're, they've got lots of opportunity. When you look at, um, let's take a look at XLE real quick here. Uh, the energy sector uh, has had a series of rallies and pullbacks, rallies and pullbacks, and it's doing the same thing. Again, it's just taking a wave of profit taking. We've seen a, a little pop in technology stocks. And so that money's come out of the energy sector. It's gone into, um, NASDAQ, some technology plays, but I think the, the market's going to rotate back into the energy sector. And we're going to see that continue to go higher going forward. Awesome. Thank you very much, Chris, for your update. And we'll catch up with you again in a few weeks. Sounds great. Thanks for having me, David. This is David Lin for Kiko News. Don't forget to subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube and stay tuned for more coverage.
right now in the commodity cycle. She ain't mine, but she looks fine. Gonna take some time, gonna make her mine.